Hello, everyone. Wednesday morning, George Watkins, right here, right on time. I love you all. Thank you for coming by. It's a good day to know that Jesus Christ never changes. He always loves you. Now, I realize some of you <clears throat> are rascals, like all of us have been at some time a rascal. But God loves us in spite of it. <clears throat> now, does he want to keep leave us like that? Of course not. He loves us enough to take us from where we are or where we were to his desired destiny, to his vision for us, to the plan he has for us. You know, Jesus operated like this. He, uh, <clears throat> he looked past the cross. He knew the cross was coming. He knew death was coming in the sense of his giving himself. But he looked past the cross and saw the joy of the results of the cross. And that's what took him through that trial and that, <clears throat> that sacrifice of himself. You and I, a simple... A simple illustration I like to use. Monday morning, you don't feel like going to work, but you look past the agony, pain, and discomfort of going out into a wet morning and digging, you know, digging a ditch or driving a truck. You look past that pain to the joy of having that fat checkbook in your that check in your hand on Friday night and seeing yourself taking your sweetheart out or your family out to pizza and having a great time. You see, that's how, that's what the word of God does to us, for us and in us. It puts a vision of the fruit of our labors and the blessing of faithfulness and the things that can, could knock us off track in a trial or a temptation when we Know that we know. Paul said, I know in whom I have believed. That, that statement has always struck home in my spirit. Something was locked into Paul's spiritual experience that he knew God was faithful. All right. I want to talk today about fresh bread daily. Fresh bread daily. Something every day that God stirs our spirit with and keeps our keeps our spiritual self ignited in faith and so forth. <clears throat> Have you ever wondered why he made the day 24 hours instead of 117 or you know, 54? Well, I realize the sun goes around and the, the earth rotates. However, God always had a plan and always has a purpose for everything he does. And one thing I believe he did was shorten our cycle to 24 hours because he knew that would be the cycle of our needed, our needed rest and our needed fresh start every day. How often someone has said to you, I know my mother was good at it, <laughs> George, Go to bed. You'll feel better in the morning. Well, of course I will. But when we had a uh, a decision to make, 
or there was something that we just couldn't figure out. Go to bed. You'll get it in the morning. And most often when we woke up, there was a new idea or the answer to the old problem. So something happens in the night seasons. I know our chemistry changes, we get our rest, and we, uh, you know, our brain settles some. All those things are, are the physical part of it. But in the emotional, spiritual, soul part, God says he wants to refresh you. Now, the scriptures tell us in uh, Lamentations, <laughs> that's a favorite book that we go to all the time, I'm sure. But in Lamentations 3, let me read uh, 21 for you there. Lamentations 3:21. But this I recall, therefore have I hope and expectation. What's he recalling? <clears throat> this I recall, therefore... I have hope and expectation. David said, the expectation of your heart will not be cut off. What does that mean? It means what you expect and what you think of and long for, it'll come to you. You'll, you'll, you'll go to it, it'll come to you. 22nd verse, it is the Lord's mercies and loving kindness that we are not consumed because his tender compassions fail not. Now, this is fresh, fresh bread every day. The next verse, 23. They are new every morning. Great and abundant is your stability and faithfulness. <laughs> they are new every morning. Now, how can, how can God, who is always fresh and new, how can it be new? How can he be new? Well, he's new to us in the sense of our ability to receive, our ability to, to catch a hold of, a, of, of his presence. And what it does for us, it prepares us for the day. In the notes below, are, I referred to uh, a couple of my mentors and apostles. <clears throat> Herbert Ezell was my uncle. We, I ministered with him in Wilmington, California, and he made a statement. I asked him one time, Pastor Ezell, how do you stay so busy and yet you're up early in prayer and, and uh, all of us young guys can't seem to stay up with you? He says, daily freshness, daily freshness. That simple statement has stayed with me for all these years and has kept uh, occasionally as I've needed it, it comes up. When I know I need to keep that daily freshness. Another friend of mine, an apostle by the name of Norman Clear, I asked him, <clears throat> we were talking about the things of the Lord, and he told me, he said, I never come out of my bedroom on Monday morning after a long Sunday where as leadership and pastoral work, it can drain your emotions and your strength. He says, I never come out of the bedroom on Monday morning until my spirit is back up and fresh. In the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, pleasures forevermore. Now that's a scriptural promise. And that's how we have daily freshness. Freshness in the word by reading scripture. But, but that 
should and does not just lead us into an intellectual, you know, journey into some Bible study where we're trying to figure out the history and the process of something, but it should open up a door of of his presence. It should open up a door of his sweet aroma that comes into our heart, into our spirit, and we smell and feel the scent of heaven. The word of God is a window. And when that window's open, we'll go into that doorway, that window, that portal. And in the, in the book, the book becomes an entry point. If you study it like a history book, if you study it like a poetry book, if you try to figure out uh, why you're, you know, all your theology and why it's better than the guy down the street and argue eschatology and figure out how, you know, if that's what you do with the Bible, you're not, you're not using or experiencing the word of God like you need to. I believe the word of God is a spiritual experience. And when you open up that book and have spiritual eyes, you'll see past the paper and the ink, and you'll see into the spirit that wrote that book, and he'll begin to speak to you, Revelation. Hallelujah. <laughs> well, I wanted to drop this thought in your heart today because we're entering into a season of challenge, testings, and victory. We're in a national crunch. We're in a worldwide crunch. There's things happening in our generation, our era of time that we never thought would happen. There's political shenanigans. There's all kinds of fear going on, being pumped out from the media and politics and financial institutions. All of that is to generate a roadblock for you and I, the believer, so that we don't enter into that presence of God. And so we don't be the prayer warrior, as we were talking yesterday, the intercessor. All those things are distractions to keep us away from our purpose on earth. And that is to be God's extension into this atmosphere. We are his representation on earth. It's called witness. Now, when it says we're to be his witness, that doesn't mean we're to be on the street corner preaching and witnessing and winning souls. Now, I'm not saying don't do that, but that's not the meaning of that in its entirety. A witness is someone who is living out the life in whatever gift you have, because God has given you his nature, his DNA, his anointing, his name, and all the things that go along with that signet ring. I love that story. It's probably the greatest uh, story to capture the journey of man from the garden through all the, the you know, the things that happen in the Old Testament, <clears throat> the ups and, ups and downs and the prom promises and the prophecies and, and uh, the birth of the nation and so forth to the cross, the resurrection, and the ascension. All of that, all of that period of time has to do with this glorious experience we have to know him, that I might know him 
Paul said, and the fellowship of his suffering, that I might know him and, 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 the, and the presence of the Lord in that setting. Okay, now, as usual, I start preaching, <laughs> even early in the morning, because the Word of God stirs my heart like I know it does yours. And I, I am determined by the Holy Spirit's power to have fresh bread every day. Amen. Now, some of you have memories just like I do. That bakery on the corner that you walk by, and as you walk by, you smell that fresh bread, and it draws you right in, and before you know, you're standing in front of the counter ordering one of those delicacies. <laughs> and you know you shouldn't eat too much because it's not good for you know your your body and your weight but oh the smell of that fresh bread you just can't re refresh it i tell you friends the scent of fresh baked revelation the scent of heaven's kitchen when it's the window opens up and the good cooking comes down your way of his presence, his love, his revelation, secrets that have not been unfolded yet that are ready to give, be given to us in this generation. Do you think all the revelation that God has for mankind was dumped on the people in the 1500s or the 500s or the 1800s? No, 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 no. No, that was just foundational stuff and some of it got kind of, you know, crossed up and confused, but I'm telling you, we are in a generation of he open heavens. This is an age like never before. We have now, ex we're experiencing angelic visitations like <clears throat> I have not experienced or known about in my lifetime. And the scriptures tell us that we would see angels ascending and descending. That's that heaven's connection. Amen. Well, every day, start your day with fresh bread. Every day, refresh yourself in his presence. Before you step into that, you know, put the weight on you for another day of service to your community or your, or your family. Find the fresh bread and have your spirit renewed. Amen. I love you all. Thank you for your generous time today and your prayers that you send our way because we send them back to you. Some of you I know by name, others by name and face because I've met you and I know you personally. Some of you, you've left comments and I love that. Thank you for that. And others that tune in, I know you're there and I pray for you because I know you're listening. I thank God for some of the nations that are tuning in in some of our broadcasts and especially in the um, in the podcast that's on Podbean Podbean that network several nations come in every day wow i love the word of god i send the blessings of the lord to you until tomorrow i will see you in the morning until then eat up that fresh bread is good <laughs>